Welcome to the Gore and More Podcast with your host TJ Bowser, Chad Chrisman, and Big Johnny D. We have such sights to tell you. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gore More Podcast. This is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, and joining me today is Kelly Tappen from Friday the 13th Vengeance. Ooh, hey, TJ. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. So, how was your week? Yeah, no, the week has been good. I have been moving in, so it's been a lot of um, manual labor, <laughs> but it's been it's been really cool. I've been living in Hollywood, so it's it's surreal, for sure. Wow, what an experience. But before we get to your interview, we're going to have a quick message from our sponsors and then we'll get right back to it. Okay? All right. Yeah. Gormore is brought to you in part by A New Kind of Fear Customs. Friday the 13th inspired custom gaming controllers, hockey masks, action figures, and more. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and at anewkindoffear.com. Do you like photography on Friday the 13th? Then check out 13 Gallows Lane. You can find them on Facebook at Gallo Goes to Hell, Twitter and Instagram at 13 Gallows Lane, and on Patreon at Emily Helene. Warning, some content not safe for work. Do you like horror movies collecting and enamel pins? Then check out Creative Terror Pins. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram and at creativeterrorpins.com. Okay, so the first question, what was your experience like on the set of Friday the 13th Vengeance? Oh my gosh, this set experience, I feel like will never happen again for me because we basically lived on set. There was this guest house that we, we stayed in, um, in a house and, um, I mean, it was Sean, the Lustis family. They were gracious enough to let us all kind of take over their part of their, their land. And they had a really great setup so we could build, you know, Camp Crystal Lake and then have a forest and, um, you know, the cabin for where Angelica, like Jarvis and Tommy live and all that stuff. And so it was, it was crazy because we were living on set and we were all living together in a tiny kind of house. So we all got to know each other really fast, you know, and I definitely 10 days of that 24 seven, I kind of have a newfound respect for the, um, the, the reality shows, you know, where you, you can go a little crazy, but in a good way, because everybody was so great. I mean, everyone got along really well and it was just a lot of fun. We were always cracking jokes and we, we've got all those inside jokes, you know, but, um, at certain point, you know, there's a level of deliriousness that kind of adds to it, which mm-hmm. I mean, that maybe that helps, you know, with the whole, uh, Jason's hunting you and all that <laughs> stuff. But, um, it was because we went into like the vampire shoots, you know, so we were completely flip-flopped going to bed at like 10 or 11 and waking up at four or five. And I mean, it was, it was really fun. It felt like a camp. We, we, we referred to ourselves as, you know, camp blood and all that stuff. So it it was just great. It was a really, really fun time. And, and everybody, everybody, there was no bad vibes. So that's, that's something that I feel like is pretty lucky for sure. That's awesome. So question two, we keep hearing and seeing the phrase more than a fan film. What have you seen or been a part of to attest to this? It is 100% more than a fan film. I mean, from the beginning, the the story, when I first read the script, I mean, okay, when I first saw this on backstage, that's actually how I got the role. 
I saw, you know, it was, um, it was a fan film. It was Friday the 13th of, um, I, I had no idea what it was going to be like. Um, but the second I, you know, finished that story, I was like, dang, this is, this is really good. I mean, it was even the beginning drafts were so well-written. I was laughing out loud and it just had all of these Easter eggs and these, these things in it that the fans would love because it's written by fans for fans. Like the, it's created by the very people that should be creating these movies, you know? And then as everything just started to unfold, I just kept getting more and more shocked and amazed by, by everything that was happening. I mean, we have not only like the best camera on the market, you know, that we used cause you know, we need business is what we we're saying. Like <laughs> we want this to look amazing, but everything down to the props, you know, like Jason Voorhees grave, stone you know it looks identical to what was in part six and like everything in the details was it just shows a a sign of respect i feel like to to the fans like we we know that you will notice these things kind of thing and and then as the people who started to get involved i mean these legends i mean obviously we have steve dash and cj graham and as the times went on more and more people started getting attached I mean, Manfredini doing our, our music and M- Tom McLaughlin, who's, you know, the director from part six doing a little cameo. And he looked at our footage and read our story and he put a stamp of approval on it. And that's, you know, as all these things start to add up, we just start to see, wow, we have, we actually have something really special in our hands here. And I really think the fans are going to love it. What were some of your favorite cast members to work with on and off the set? Yeah. So like I was saying, I mean, everyone, we were having a a really good time. I mean, there were some I had to get, you know, closer with because we have that core group, the the Jarvis group that's hunting down Jason and then kind of everyone else is unaware and getting hunted. You know, that's the, that's the way it's kind of set up. And so my co-star Luke Shook, he and I, we, we work really well together because just the way that we, we bounce back ideas and we met up and, um, he's just, he's just really great when we were the way that we work together, we would always try and before we'd step into a scene, be like, all right, be present in this <laughs> kind of that kind of thing and step in. But I mean, obviously just working with, I mean, CJ mm-hmm. was, was really surreal, um, and really cool because he was one of those guys that kind of takes you under his wing and he's always teaching you and bettering you. And, um, and he just seemed like a really laid back, humble guy too. So it it was really cool working, working with everyone. Honestly, it was, it was just like, you got more chances to who you, who you spent most of your time with was also defined by the, like regulated by the script, but offset. I mean, I would, I would love hanging out with people. I wouldn't even have a scene with, you know, it was, it was just really great group of people. What are some of your expectations for Friday the 13th Vengeance? Expectations. Well, I know for sure that the fans are going to really like it. I mean, obviously there's going to be, there's, there's got to be some, you know, controversy or whatever. Um, Of course. But it's, I know, I know what we got. We're not like putting out schlock here. It's, it's really, really good. So I think they're going to be pretty surprised, you know, with the label of a fan film. That's like my expectation. I would would say as to where it would go. I mean, that it's kind of the crazy industry of film. You, you never know. And I kind of like that about what I do is, is that unexpected 
you know, path that you go down. Um, so for that, I have no idea, but I, I do feel, I do feel we got something good that, that you all are going to like. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be really cool once it gets released. My gosh. Awesome. So what was it like working, working with an iconic character like Jason Voorhees? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Working with Jason. So gosh, so I don't see him for a lot of the film, obviously, because there's, you got to have the, like the build, right. Um, but (laughs) when I would see him on set in the, when I would see him on set in the, um, in the costume, I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is the character that I've kind of grown up seeing. And it feels like he's right there and he's this big looming figure and the mask that we had made, um, it's, it looks exactly like part six. Like it's, it's so good. It's so surreal. And, and then, you know, he would like pull off the mask and it's, it's Jason Brooks and he's cracking jokes and stuff. So that was, (laughs) I felt like I got this whole like flip side to it too. You know, Jason behind the mask, it's more Jason, but (laughs) Jason Brooks. And it was just, I don't know. It was, it was really freaky uh, at the same time because we would be in these really creepy kind of settings, you know, with the mist going and then I face him down, you know, and, and then I was, um, I was actually walking down to Hollywood the other day and I just see this, this guy in a Jason costume and I felt like I had, you know, more of a relationship with him, you know, <laughs> I, was like, For sure. I was like, I know that guy, like, I felt like I should like, you know, do a little fist bump or something, but <laughs> it's forever. It's now, he has like a special place in, you know, in my heart now, you know, feel like we've, we've been through something. <laughs> awesome. So what was your approach to playing Angelica Jarvis? Right. So I felt like I wanted to get behind what it would be like to grow up with kind of an absent father because Tommy went a little crazy with, with Jason, you know, that he, I mean, in in part five at the end, I mean, you hear that he, he was in, you know, an asylum and everything. So it's obviously had quite an effect on his, um, his mentality. So how, how growing up as a kid, I mean, everybody kind of sees like the fans obviously see Tommy as this, um, as this hero, you know, but being a little girl growing up with a father that, you know, wasn't quite there for her. And you know, maybe he goes off on these episodes to, you know, see, make sure Jason's still, you know, in the lake. Um, I feel like that would color how somebody grows up maybe more independently. So I, I wanted to tackle kind of how that would affect a person growing up like that and see how that affects some, you know, the the story and, um, and all that. I just, I wanted her to be as real as possible. Cause I mean, I know people don't go to the Friday the 13th films for like the amazing character, like depth and, um, all that, you know, kind of stuff. But I I feel like if you are grounded in in a storyline, then you'll come off more tangible and real and that will aid the story. So I guess I just, I just created her, her backstory and that was my, um, that was my take to, to her. Okay. So earlier you said that you got to work with CJ Graham. Uh, do you have any stories and what was it like to work alongside CJ? Oh yeah. So I had maybe one, one scene where I got to work with him and he, I mean, it was, it was crazy. Cause it was like, we were really working against the elements cause it was raining that night, you know, and it was one of the bigger scenes and he was just, um, 
he was just really supportive. I mean, we, we work a little differently where he was sick as I was really trying to amp myself up. So I was just like jumping in the air and like doing fist, fist pumps and things like that. And uh, he says he more just kind of like turns it on and off and stuff. And so we were, we were talking about the difference and the way we amp ourselves up and, um, we, but we got along really well. I mean, he started calling me killer Kelly or like KK <laughs> or something like that. And, um, and we just, I mean, I wish, you know, we could have, we, we could have worked together more, but, um, story doesn't allow for that and you'll see what happens. But, um, he, he was really cool, definitely on and off set and always giving good advice, whether it's just life advice or like scene advice, acting advice. He's, he's, he's there for you. So that was cool. What are some other projects you have worked on or are currently working on? My current project is get a job for money here <laughs> in Hollywood because uh, I just landed. So this was actually my first film, um, and I feel very lucky because it was oh my gosh, a film with like a fan base and a great story. And being the final girl, it's just all been this crazy whirlwind because I, I just graduated college, so um, I haven't had a lot of time to um, you know hit hit the ground, hit the bricks, do all that stuff. Uh, so for now, no upcoming projects right now, uh, just move in, <laughs> I guess, move into the house and go from there one day at a time. What does Friday the 13th mean to you? Now it, it means something so different. Um, I guess when I think of Friday the 13th, I'm brought back to the set. It's like a set family mm-hmm. and uh, the, 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 the legacy, like I just see the story, you know, the storyline. And I see myself as a part of that continuation because I really think this movie fits in to, to the, to the, the storyline, this franchise storyline so well and so seamlessly that it feels like I've said more than a fan film. It feels like a part of it, of the real, the real stuff. Awesome. So who is your favorite Jason and why? So I'm biased, but I just, I, I love Jason Brooks as Jason because he's my Jason, man. Absolutely. You know, he's my, he's my guy. And um, he, he was just, I mean, he's amazing because also this Jason, he, he was like doing props. He was doing so much stuff around set. And um, I mean, he, he, God, I mean, just as a person as well, he's just a really, really good guy. But he was also, he's just this menacing Jason. You will see, he is just a phenomenal Jason. Like when I, I didn't, didn't even have to act in my scene with him. I was just like, ah, <laughs> this guy, he's, I mean, he's huge. He's, he knows how to do the Jason movements and adds his own kind of style to it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at the end of the day too, I get to see him take off the mask and hang out with him. So I think that's, that's, there's definitely a bias there because, because of that. Okay, the next question excludes you. What is your favorite okay. final girl from the Friday the 13th franchise? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I actually got to meet her at Crypticon. Um, oh. It's definitely, yeah, Amy Steele. I know that's the, the fan favorite. Um, part two plays Jenny. Yes, y'all know. Uh, she, I just, I just love that. Um, the, the way that she played that role too, there's like a real, like, I don't know, quiet strength to her i just i mm-hmm. i loved her in it and then obviously the way that the story was written it's one of the more creative 
ways that she, a final girl has overcome Jason or survived him, I guess, because Jason cannot be beaten, but (laughs) she, um, she definitely, I I just, I know that's why that's the fan favorite, but I can't deny it that it's just a really good one. And she's so sweet in person. I got a little autograph and a picture with her and I just, yes, it was, it was really cool seeing her all these years later too. What is your favorite Jason Voorhees kill? (laughs) So I, I mentioned this to Jeremy, the director. I was like, oh, so Jason X, right? And he was like, we don't talk about Jason X. <laughs> but I, um, I gotta say, I, I do really like that kill where he freezes the girl's yes! face and it like yes! shatters. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Come on. Yeah, that is just good stuff. <laughs> That's space age Jason kill, you know? Um, and I, I kind of love how it's from Jason X, how I get to... But um, I, yeah, I, I love that one for sure. And actually, honestly, the Kevin Bacon kill in part one okay. is just really cool because I feel like it has the whole um, everything that's quintessential about Friday the 13th. You got he just had sex. He's sparking up a, a joint, you know, mm-hmm. and then he gets killed. Like it's everything that's, ro- you know, wrong with the camp counselors that Jason just can't stand for. And I heard that it took like six hours to set up this body, this fake body that they stabbed through and they had one shot at it. And when they stab, when the guy stabbed through, cause you know, Kevin Bacon gets stabbed through the back up through the neck, right. As he's like taking that hit and they, the blood, the blood cannon thing failed. So the guy underneath uh, had to blow it manually with his mouth, like <laughs> yes. blow up the blood. So yeah. you'll notice there's like a tiny second delay from the stabbing when the blood spurts out. But it's it's only if like you, it's only because I read that and then I looked in and saw it. So it's just one of those like movie magic moments where it's like, oh, we've toiled for six hours to get this ready. <laughs> and of course that fails and we have one shot, but it's still so great looking. And I don't know, I just, I just feel like it was very Friday the 13th. Awesome. So last question, what is your interaction with the Friday the 13th fandom been like so far? So I feel I've been kind of like the lurker. Like I've been the <laughs> looking at when I was, <laughs> yes, where so before, I, when I was first cast, but it wasn't announced, I was looking on like the Reddit posts of people talking about the oh, first trailer that was dropped. Oh, why would you go dropped. to Reddit? No, don't go to Reddit. <laughs> I tell you, I was lurking everywhere, man. I was like, and I saw, I read one that was like, I don't like this, like female power, like, thing. (laughs) and I was like, oh man, they're talking about me. And I was like, (laughs) so happy. I was like, oh God, this is crazy. Like, I mean, obviously it was a bad, you know, comment, but they were still talking about me. (laughs) But, um, I, I loved, I, I don't know. I loved reading about everybody has such like theories and passion for the, um, the storyline that comes along with Friday the 13th. And so that was kind of like the beginning. And since, um, since then, you know, everybody kind of talks about, you know, Steve Dash and CJ Graham and cause they're these legends and I'm, I'm like, who, who am I? Right. And so I've been able to kind of just like read all these things about their thoughts on these legends and the storylines and everything like that peeping in. And, um, I really just got a taste of it when, when the, um, the trailer dropped I was, you know, finally, I was kind of in there and, um, there's a couple fan reaction videos and that was just really shocking to me that I'm in something where people are reacting to it. Yes. And 
um, I've been <laughs> one of the guys posted on Facebook, and he said he's really. It was really hilarious. He was doing all these kind of goofy reactions. And um, then we, we started like talking a little bit because I was like, your reactions were awesome. Like, thanks for the video and stuff. So it's been really crazy just getting connected to these people that I don't know, just because we love this franchise and I'm part of it and we're all a part of it because, you know, we're all fans here. Awesome. Well, that's that's all for your interview, Kelly. Thank you for coming on the Gore More podcast. Ah, thanks for having me, TJ. Loved it, honestly. You have a great podcast here. Thank Super you. Cool. I really appreciate that. But before we go, I got to shill some stuff. Just as a friendly reminder that the Gormore Podcast is part of the Dubak Discussion Podcast Network, featuring great podcasts such as the Dubak Discussion Podcast, your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews, the Hall of Heroes Podcast, your source for comic booze, comic booze comic books news theories and <laughs> reviews and soon to come the rabbit hole podcast featuring yours truly and a unannounced co-host and the jerk the curtain podcast the premier wrestling podcast featuring myself and Corey kaufman find all that stuff on dobackdiscussion.net and go to t public to find our t-shirts and our wonderful merch Thank you guys for joining us on another wonderful podcast and be sure to check back on Friday for a new episode. She keeps them always shandled in a pretty cabinet with the case, she says, just like Marie Antoinette, a building a remedy for Chris Job and Kennedy and a time of invitation you can't take She's a killer, queen, got body gelatine, dynamite with a laser beam, guaranteed to blow your mind. Ooh, recommended appetite, insatiable and appetite. Wanna try? She never kept the same address In conversation She spoke just like a baroness Middleman from China With time to get your mind up Then again incidentally In that way Because she couldn't care less Fastidious and precise She's a killer Queen Got body gelatine Dynamite with a laser beam Guaranteed to blow your mind Oh, my God.
Try